Mark Twain was reputed to say that Louisiana State Capitol was the ugliest thing on the Mississippi. Maybe it's a matter of time and distance, but today lots of people think the old capital is extraordinarily enchanting, with its powerful neo-Gothic medieval European castle motifs. Back in the 1840s, Louisiana State Legislature decided to move the capital from New Orleans to Baton Rouge. The state government eventually outgrew the old capital, and under the guidance of Governor Huey Long, legislators moved into a new building in 1932. Today, the old castle is a national historic landmark and functioned as Louisiana's official Museum of Political History. I'm correspondent Tom Wilmer. Come along and join me for a visit with Mary DeRusso, Museum Division Director with the Louisiana Office of Secretary of State. Afterwards, we'll head down to the banks of the Mississippi and board the naval destroyer USS Kidd that saw heavy action during World War II, participating in nearly every important naval campaign in the Pacific Theater. Decommissioned in 1982, she was eventually towed to Baton Rouge, where the Kidd lives on as a living memorial open to the public, the only surviving World War II U.S. naval destroyer that was never modernized and retains its circa 1945 appearance and armament. I'm Mary DeRusso. I'm with the Secretary of State's office, and I'm the Museum Division Director, and I'm housed at the Old State Capitol in Baton Rouge. So in a sense, you live in the past. We do live in the past. People ask us all the time about this building, and I can feel the presence of people. Not necessarily ghosts, but I feel the presence of those who have been here before. So tell us about this building. This is the old original state house for Louisiana. That's correct. This building was built in 1850 and was the seat of government from 1850 to 1861. The legislature had decided to move the state house away from New Orleans because they felt like enough work was not getting done. And so they moved to Baton Rouge in 1850. And this was the seat of government until 1861 when we seceded from the Union. And we seceded from the Union right here in the beautiful house chamber. The building is a castellated Gothic style. It looks very much like a European castle. I know of no other state capitals in America that look anything remotely like this. That's correct. Most state capitals mirror the the U.S. Capitol with the dome in the center and the wings out from it. But James Dakin was our architect and he thought Louisiana was a very different state because of our French and Spanish culture and we needed something that was very different and so this is what we have. During the Civil War, this was occupied by federal troops, and it burnt to the ground insides. That's correct. We seceded from the Union in January of 1861, and a year later the Union forces arrived, and they captured the city of Baton Rouge and this building, and they were garrisoned here. They were camped on the grounds and in the building, and we believe what happened is that a fire broke out while they were cooking. It got up into the walls, and they weren't able to contain it, and so it literally destroyed the interior of the building, but the exterior walls stood, so the footprint was still here. So it sat empty and abandoned for a long time. It it was heartbreaking. I mean, uh, people wrote about it back in in the 1860s and said, you know, how awful to drive by and see our beautiful 
castle and it's just a shell and and there was a lot of discussion about whether or not it would ever come back and of course New Orleans saw the opportunity we lost the capital once but this time we're going to keep it and it did not work out that way the state decided to reestablish the capital here and so they hired another architect William Ferret he just took the basis of Mr. Dakin's design and added to it he added a fourth floor and that's what allows us to add the beautiful stained glass rotunda which we are so famous for and it's ironic that that's not original to the building but it is it is magnificent so a lot of seminal historic moments in louisiana's history have happened right here right to our left for example huey long Correct. As I mentioned, this is where we seceded from the Union. The House chambers where Huey Long was impeached, there were very serious charges brought against him about bribery and conspiring to murder someone. And he was tried right here next to us in the Senate chamber. And ultimately, he was not convicted, so he remained the governor. But because he had had such an unhappy experience here, Huey Long hated this building just hated it. Couldn't wait to build a new one, which he did, and it opened in 1932, and that is when this building ceases to be the State House. If it had not been for Huey Long, could the State Capitol have continued to be based here for quite a while and maybe ancillary buildings expanding around it? Sure, that could have been a possibility. They really were starting to outgrow the building, but uh, ancillary buildings could have been built for offices. Now, could it house the legislature the way it is today? Absolutely not. There's no way. There's not enough space. There's not enough. There's just not enough room. So your new state capitol, thanks to Huey Long, is the tallest state capital in America? It is the tallest state capital in America, and I can't tell you which state it is that we beat out, but it's like North Dakota. I think Nebraska. Nebraska, maybe. It's by 10 feet, and it is totally the opposite of this building. It is Art Deco. I mean, it's beautiful, and the amazing thing about that building is I think they built it in 18 months. So in a sense, that was a shrine to Huey Long and his strength and power. Absolutely, absolutely. And he he had his handprint all over that building. So tell us about the state capitol today, the historic one where we're at right now, for public access and like there are people walking in, whole tour groups. Oh, we're a fabulous uh, tour destination. And thanks to Secretary of State's office, we have free admission. And so that makes us a very popular destination for school children. We see literally thousands and thousands of school children every year, particularly middle schoolers who are studying civics. And we love that because uh, as much as we like to tell the stories of the past, we really want to call people forward and talk about the future and talk about the role of government and talk about citizen participation because without an engaged citizenship, we're lost. So that's a great focus for us. And we house the uh, youth legislature every year. We have about 2,000 kids that come through here and act as legislators for a few days, propose bills, hold elections. We have numerous candidate forums here. And we usually see about 60,000 people a year here. When you have the school groups, especially the like probably fifth, sixth graders that come here, when you watch them, what are the most kind of saucer-eyed, oh my gosh, moments for them, what they experience. Oh, the aha moment is when everybody comes in and sees the, the stained glass dome. They're just blown away by it because you don't expect that. If you've not been in the building and you see it from the exterior, 
you don't expect that. There is no dome from the outside. No. Yeah, the dome is not apparent from the outside. So when you come in, that is, uh, we have a, a group that comes here with little girls. It's a princess ball, and the little girls come in, and they, they troop up those stairs in their dresses, and it is just magic. Tell us about the stairs, because they're not just stairs. This is almost like Hogwarts fantasy land of the staircase is a freestanding cast iron staircase, and there again, that is added in the 1880. Uh, Circular, almost floating. Correct. It is almost floating, and uh, it's beautiful, and it's curving, and honestly, you don't have a chance to, until you get to the top to look up and see the stained glass. And it's surrounded by beautiful filigreed gold ornamentation that's all cast iron as well and painted. And you really expect that that's going to be wood, and it's not. You can walk up to it and see where the bolts are in it. Pretty incredible. Okay, any other must-dos? Oh, the must-dos. I love the governor's office where we have a little kiosk that has uh, snippets of speeches from Huey Long and Earl Long and Jimmy Davis singing. And so we're trying to, to give people a flavor of Louisiana's political history in the past, but also talk about current day events. We, we recently um, sponsored a, a, a great program on fake news that was done by a professor from LSU. And so we try to tie very current political topics into the the building as well. You basically had two restorations, one after the Civil War rebuilding and then again. Oh, there were several restorations that went on during the 70s and 80s, but they were kind of piecemeal. They the were, 70s and 80s of what century? <laughs> the 1970s and 1980s. They'd do a little bit to repair the roof, or they'd, they'd, they'd work on the air conditioning. But the really, in the 1980s, the building had fallen into terrible disrepair. I mean, fraternity parties were being held here, for goodness sakes. And so uh, in 1991, uh, a group of very concerned citizens asked the legislature to move this building to the jurisdiction of the Secretary of state. And at that time, we closed the building for three years and did a $6 million restoration on the building. And so when I tell you this place looked nothing like that then, on the third and fourth floors uh, where we have offices now, there was orange shag carpet on the floors and cheap wood paneling and dropped acoustical ceilings. And, uh, and a lot of things had just gotten up and left when the building stopped being the capital doorknobs were missing, hinges were missing. People took everything they could with them. And so it was a painstaking process. We had a great architect and they did tremendous historical research to put things back as closely as they could. The handles on the doors, the hinges, much of the metal work that you see is reproduction of those original designs. Based on the original castings. Absolutely. Based on the original castings. The same with the light fixtures. The light fixtures, if they're not original they are reproductions of it. Going forward, I guess it's an ongoing thing. It's a never-ending process. It, I, I lovingly call it the money pit because there is always something that needs to be done. Right now, we need exterior work done. But, you know, it's a labor of love. We all love working here. It's a huge privilege to be in this building every day. And um, we just love showing it off to everybody. We have a tour group right in today that's uh, a bus tour. They come from all over the United States. We see a tremendous number of international tourists who come here strictly to see the building and how beautiful it is and we're just lucky that's fascinating because it's so understated in its presence i knew nothing about this castle 
Well, it's a shame to say, Tom, that there are a lot of people who don't know about this castle. People who live here, who come in and say, I've never been in here, and I just think, why have you not been here? It's an imposing-looking building, and I get that. But when you drive along River Road, it is literally, it just stands out by itself. There's nothing like it that you're going to see, and we want to be as welcoming as we can be for tourists. Just want everybody to come and see. Louisiana, we have a lot of challenges here. We're a poor state. We have lots of challenges, but we have such a rich history here and that is one of the messages for the kids that we do a lot of work with here is like there are solutions there and we just have to find them and now is the time to go engage them a lot of people think government and politics ooh yick and i say everything you do today is going to be touched in some way by government the air you breathe the water you drink the road you drove here on so don't think that this doesn't concern you because it does and so that's why i say as much as we like to tell the stories of the past We really want to talk about the future. I love it. Mary, it's been a pleasure to meet you and tour the old state capitol. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your time here in Baton Rouge, and I hope you'll come back. I would love to. Thank you so much. For further information, LouisianaOldStateCapital.org, Louisiana all spelled out. And my name is Mary DeRusso, and our main number is 225-342-0500. Mary, again, thank you. We had a great time today. Thank you. Oh, no, my honor. Here we are on the USS Kidd. Welcome. My name is Tim Nesmith. I'm the ship superintendent for the USS Kidd. And I'm David Beard. I'm the executive director of the USS Kidd Veterans Museum. So tell us, go overview the history of the USS Kidd and then how it got here. Well, the USS Kidd is a Fletcher-class destroyer. She was built for World War II. They launched her in February 28th of 1943. She served all the way through World War II, received eight battle stars, was struck by a Japanese kamikaze on April 11th with the loss of 38 crew members, wounding 55. She was decommissioned and then brought back out for the Korean War in 1951, received four more battle stars in Korea, and then served through the Cold War until 1964, and they put her in the reserve fleet in mothballs. And when Louisiana went looking for a ship to set up as a ship's museum and a veterans memorial, uh, they chose the kid because they were able to backfit her to World War II. She hadn't been structurally changed. And so we've added about 90 tons of, of World War II vintage equipment back on board since she's been here for the past 36 years. Interesting. So probably one of the most important roles of the USS Kid has to do as an educational component for school groups and kids to yeah. living history. Yeah, we and you know it, it's great for the uh, for for school kids in particular to to walk the decks that were actually trod by you know the veterans of World War II. It gives them a, a real feel for what it was like to serve on a vessel like this. The small quarters, you know, the tight tight passageways, just the the fact that it looks big. Uh, it's a very small ship and compared to something like a battleship. You realize just how exposed the combatants were in, in, in a combat situation here. So I think it's, educationally for kids, it gives them a, a real-world experience. And in the near term, there was recently a Hollywood film that was shot on location. That is correct. A major star filming what we hope will be a major motion picture here on, on the kid. 
And basically, what's it about? It's a World War II. It's a World War II ship. It's about the uh, North Atlantic convoys early in uh, World War II, and it's uh, the, it was a uh, uh, Forrester uh, novel. The in the in the novel, it was a British uh, destroyer. Uh, for the film, they made it an, an American destroyer. And how about accessibility? Is it affordable to take a tour on the book? Accessibility, she is set up just like she was in 1945, so you have to step up and over going through all the ladder ways and the doorways. The ladders are still 70 degrees in angle. Everything's still tight and congested, uh, so it gives you the real experience, but uh, we've been able to restore so much of the ship that about the only places you can't get down to without special access are the engine rooms and the fire rooms and then down in the crawl spaces and the ammo magazines. But they can visually see the engine room. They can with special tours and special access, yes sir. In your time here with the children, what are the most epiphanous moments you've watched for these little people? I think the biggest impact that it has for the children is the difference in technology and living conditions. Uh, We live in a very comfort-oriented society nowadays. Everybody has air conditioning, and it blows people's minds to realize that these guys were in the South Pacific inside this metal can, and they didn't have air conditioning. And when you put it into perspective for them that it wasn't that big of a deal for these guys because... Nobody, except Mr. Rockefeller, Mr. Carnegie, the really high-class, rich folks, they had air conditioning, but the rest of the country did not. That really kind of has an aha moment for kids and adults. How much does a ticket cost to come on board? Okay, it costs uh, $12 for adults, $10 for seniors and veterans, and $8 for children under 12. And you're right here, front row center, downtown. Right on the waterfront in Baton Rouge. Please come and see us. All right. I thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate the opportunity. I'm Tom Wilmer reporting from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We'll see you here. You've been listening to the Lowell Thomas award-winning travel show Journeys of Discovery with Tom Wilmer, a featured podcast on NPR.org's podcast directory. Produced by California Central Coast NPR affiliate KCBX. You are invited to subscribe to Journeys of Discovery with Tom Wilmer on NPR.org. NPR One, iTunes, and more than 20 other podcast channels around the world. To learn more about Tom Wilmer's journeys around America and the world, log on to thomaswilmer.com. This is Roseanne Cash, and I'm sitting here with Tom Wilmer. Please support your local NPR station. I listen to WNYC in New York. In fact, NPR is all I listen to. If I didn't have NPR, I would feel like my lifeline to the world has been cut. So, yes, please support your local NPR station. World Bicycle Relief partners with communities to deliver specially designed, locally assembled, rugged bicycles for people in need. Nearly one billion people in rural regions of the world live in communities far from the nearest paved road, walking miles every day just to survive. Distance is a barrier to attending school, receiving health care, delivering goods to market, and other critical services needed to thrive. Find out how you can help deliver rugged, dependable, life-changing bicycles to deserving communities. Log on to worldbicyclerelief.org to learn more.